the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Don't look all side-eyed over there. Huh? Don't look all side-eyed over there. She's back. Goodness gracious, alive. No. Not doing this again. Sophie is just hard-headed. My goodness, she's hard-headed. And then she yawns at me like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, anyway, I should, should I say, portions of this show have been pre-recorded to air at this time. Mm-hmm. Did that sound in my best radio voice? Yeah, that sound good. pretty good? That's pretty good. Yes, because we're actually uh, not here this week in the studio. Or we, we're uh, at home. Yeah, we're at home. We're re- uh, Taylor, you're at the beach this week. I am at the beach this week. Celebration celebration week. Mm. Oh. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, this whole week. Yes. People will be going to do stuff like going bowling and stuff like that, and I'll be falling asleep on the beach. <laughs> Y'all can find me on the beach. Just make sure to cover up. Otherwise, they'll, like, carve things into your skin that remain untanned, and then you yeah, have... No. Words or letters that you don't want people to see. <laughs> <laughs> Those words scare me. Yes, they do. Words. They do. So, uh, yeah, so Taylor's at the beach this week, and I am I'm doing a hey, just a fun fishing event with some veterans and wounded warriors Friday and Saturday. Always a fun time. Haven't been able to do them since 2019, so we're we're back in the ball game with doing these, and it's it's always a fun time. And oh, me and Gags are going to fish together. See if we can catch anything. Mm-hmm. Last time, his biggest fish was seven nine. I think last time we fished together. Don't be sending me pictures. Oh, I'm gonna send you lots of pictures. Oh, there she goes. There she goes. I guess she thinks it's time to eat. Uh, two times Sophie gets excited. Time to eat. Three times. Time to go outside. <laughs> Breakfast, dinner, mm-hmm. and any time she can go outside. outside. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, uh, welcome in the show. Hope you had a. Uh, a good week and having a good weekend. It's it is the official beginning of Safe Boating Week, and we're going to be joined by Jennifer McCulkin, who has worn a lot of hats since I've known her. My goodness, when I first started knew her, she had a marketing company. Uh, goodness, then she. Uh, anyway, she works for Volvo Penta now, I believe, and um, is is very, 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 very embedded in the fishing community in the low country captain's license all sorts of safety coast guard certification and all so when uh, we were talking and we tried to do this last year when we were talking about doing this she goes this will be great it'll air the first day of safe boating week so that's kind of the theme for this show you know be safe out there on the water uh i do have something here i had something here or did i give it to you the trailer you have the trailer? trailer? Yeah. Do you have the trailer print out? I, I don't I don't 
talking Where's about? Where's the trailer printout? I don't know what you're talking about, Dad. Well, it, was the, it was the diagram of the trailer with all the stuff to check and all before you take it out to the... You know, where did that go? I don't know. There's too many papers on this desk. Believe me. Yes, yes. But anyway, it is safe boating week and, and hope we can uh, help a little bit with what we're going to talk about. It's not under that stuff, I can promise you. Anyway, well, we'll have to find that some other time, maybe. Uh, but yes. Uh, would you do this? Well, you're at the beach, so we don't know. I actually went and had a had a uh, brim beat down. Oh, I meant to ask you how. Yeah, yeah, but I cleaned nineteen. But grandma and granddaddy were happy about that. Oh, oh yes, my parents love it. I package them three to a package, and they eat them every Saturday night. That's their Saturday night dinner. I guess they've probably been out since probably March. Because I Jeez, went and stocked Dad. up, yeah, and I just didn't get out much. But that was I was eating fish liver from last fall. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was good. Lost a lot of tackle. <laughs> what did you do? Fish from the bank. Dad, you know better. <laughs> I know. Just didn't have what it took to put the boat in. Oh, it's a little rocky too. Yeah, yeah. Small oh. farm ponds. You know, canoes, I almost tipped the canoe over last time I was in it, so I'm, I've sworn off the canoe. I don't want to go swimming. I certainly don't want to go swimming, and there were some big cooters in the pond. That you saw this week? Yeah, I took shots at two of them. I don't do cooters. No, there's some big ones. Ever since we, I caught that little one on the barbie rod, yeah. scared me to death. Those things just look mean. Oh, they are mean. Have you seen the videos of the people that <clears throat> go, like, and find them at lakes and everything, and they have like a watermelon, and they'll put the watermelon in their oh, face yeah, and it snaps. chops it in half. Oh, I had one snap a boat paddle one time. No. We catch when when the when the blackberries are ripe. It's when you put out cooter hooks. We call them cooters or snapping turtles or whatever. And there's alligator snappers and soft shells, and we have a little of both. What, and chickens uh, and milk cartons, right? Chicken gizzards on. Two feet of line with a big old hook <laughs> under a milk carton. Or you can't do trot lines. It was tradition when I was growing up. My goodness, my uncle, Uncle Frank, and um, Mac and Eric and all those coming. We camp out at the pond. That's a big deal. We need to get rid of them. Well, I like to shoot them these days. You like to shoot them? Oh, you yeah. You out on the whole fishing forum thing? Yeah. It's a whole lot more fun to shoot something. Wow. I think I got one, too. It's a little hard, difficult to say. I was shooting my, my AR pistol. <gasps> you were shooting them with a pistol? Well, my AR pistol is not really a pistol. It's just, you know. Oh, it was okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. AR platform. It's just real yeah. short. The one I shot. Yeah, it's easy because I can, I can sling it across my back and carry it's it around. Light. Yeah. It's really light. But it's a little, you know, I do have a red dot on it. It's a little bit, I'm not exactly sure where it's aimed at right now. <laughs> Because the red dot at the close range, you know, the red dot's three inches above line of sight. Yeah. Or, or bullet line, let's put it that way, bullet trajectory. So I'm not really sure. I try to aim a little low. Don't know. What about the um, beavers? Nope, no beavers. No beavers. Oh, that's good. Although we have some dead trees from the last beaver. Oh, my gracious. Yeah, they're going to end up in the pond. Well... It's just more habitat for the more, big uh, yeah, bass. That's right. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
Yeah, it's uh the 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 moon, the new moon, brings them onto the bed, and you could smell them, and they were relatively biting the little areas that I could get to. The little areas. The little areas I could get to. What are you using? Worms. Worms and. Oh. The, the folks, if you if you are just starting out fishing, if you have a farm pond you have access to, and you want to go fishing. Live bait. No, 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 uh-huh. no. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying it's even simpler than that. Oh. Go to Walmart, get you a Zebco 33. Oh yeah. Strip the line off of it because it comes with like 15 pound monofilament probably. Oh. Buy you some six-pound monofluorocarbon. It doesn't really matter. And and get you some some beetle spins. If you if you go to Cabela's or something or order online, you can get just the wire that's got the the spinnerbait. And the, you know the spinnerbait needs the spinner needs to be about the size of a dime. The blade itself. The blade itself. Yeah, I don't know what size that is. Technical terms. Tec- but um, technically speaking, get you some three sixteenths ounce jig heads, mm-hmm. and use those. And then I like to use Charlie Brewer sliders. I think, uh, oh gosh, June bug chartreuse. Can't you get those in like little packs? Oh yeah, little like packs little, of them. Like, yeah, some and, gas stations have some. Yeah, like that. and I just throw one on, and it is the simplest. You get a Zebco thirty three, and I I throw mine on five foot ultralight rods, but. You can throw them on anything, and it is the catch-all. Bass, brim, crappy, catfish. I don't have any catfish, but I've I've seen them catch so. But yeah, if you want, if you're just starting out fishing and you don't want to invest a lot of money, you got a farm pond you can go to. Thirty bucks, right there. If thirty. I don't know where you get it. Yeah, I'm trying to get it. Simplest fishing and the most fun. Man, when that thing just stops moving through the water, you're like, oh yeah, gotcha. Oh yeah. All right, hang on. We got uh, Boating Safety Week coming up. More Woods and Water, South Carolina. You know, I do like these. I do love some of these songs, but some of them are kind of drawn out. Oh, there it is. Okay. Next round. You know, this it, is another week that I forgot to get on here and download my music. Forgot? Yeah. You've been forgetting for like three years now. I have not. <laughs> yes, you have That's too. False. That's true. It's false. It's true. Uh, welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Thank you for joining us. It is the first day of safe. Hang on a second. Let me get this right now. Lord. Get this right. It is. It is. It is. It is. It is. Yes. Oh, gosh, come on. Where is it? National Safe Boating Week. There you go. Uh, you didn't, you couldn't think National of that? National Safe Boating Week, yes. What now? You didn't think of that off the top of your head. Well, oh, I just, I couldn't remember if it was National <laughs> Safer Boating Week or, mm. you know. So these mm. na- there's so many national days out there. Mm. And you got to get them all right. Uh-huh. Uh, but this is a week. And, you know. This this interview probably has been nine or ten months in the making, because like a lot of stuff, it's you know it's timeliness and all, and we get busy and all that, and and, and our guests hanging there with us, and gosh, Jennifer, we've known each other for a long time now. 
It has, man, Roger. I, I remember when the girls were so young and you used to bring them down here fishing. Yep. But <laughs> we have photos someplace, too. Oh, gosh, yes. Many, have, many photos. We have plenty. We have plenty. <laughs> uh, but we are talking to a, a very good friend of mine, Jennifer McQuilkin. Uh, like I said, we we go back, I don't know, 15, 18 years in Charleston because my girls, of course I did too, but my girls loved staying on her boat. She had a, it was Horizon Seeker, had a parrot on the back and all, the yep. sunrise. I still and, remember the little yeah, on the back. And uh, it, it had a couple of uh, births, births, I guess you want to say, not bedrooms, they're births. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it was so much fun. We'd get down there and sit on the back deck, look out over the water, and stay on at night. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and going to bed with a boat rocking underneath you is just a really cool experience. If you haven't ever done it, you need to try it, right, Jennifer? It is the best sleep I ever get on a boat. <laughs> Even at the dock, underway. Like I sit on a boat, I'm like I can take a nap like instantaneously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh oh, and that makes it even better when you got an easy rider beanbag chair. Oh. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, man. <laughs> Bean bag Beanbag chair. chairs on a boat. Oh, they are just the bomb. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you've never been in one. You just don't know. No, you I just don't. don't know. I'll take your word. Oh, you haven't been on one? Oh, my goodness. You don't know what you're missing. Oh. Offshore. Oh. Offshore. Yes. A, bean, a beanbag chair. A beanbag chair. Just like your average run of mill beanbag chair? Average run of except it's a little thicker for salt water. Hmm. Oh, it's great. I need to get one for the Ranger. <laughs> no, they don't make them that small, Taylor. <laughs> Big boats have beanbag chairs. Big boats? like Yeah. That. You know, like, your offshore sporties mm-hmm, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Your bigger boats. you got to have enough room to... I mean, I've got one on my 20-footer. Yeah, yeah. I thought <laughs> about trying... I influence on this, so... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, folks, if you've never... A beanbag chair... And you know, I had beanbag chairs back in the 70s. Um... But yeah, it's a, it's a beanbag chair, and they sh- they make them like, I mean, shaped like chairs. I mean, you can get just the round one that you just kind of throw yourself into, and it folds up around you. But they actually mm-hmm. make them that are shaped like chairs and all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there there is there is nothing right. And I always, and on an offshore trip, if you get to go offshore and you got beanbag chairs, you always want to get the beanbag chair coming back in. Yes. Stand that up. Is the prime seating. Yes. Stand <laughs> up. Ride out. Enjoy the sunrise, whatever. But when the fishing rods go in the gunnels or on the t- tower or whatever they get put up, and uh, they head inshore, that's when you want to have <laughs> your beanbag chair because well, that, that is fun. That's the thing that like stinks about being able to fall asleep easy on a boat because like if it's early in the morning, I gotta change out one of my rigs. And we're out in the lake or whatever. Yeah. And I sit down. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't no. want to get back up. <laughs> Got to push through in the morning so you can get the ride in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, this this has been a while because we talked about doing this last year. It got past us. Um, but it's it's going to work out great because this is the first day of National Safe Boating Week, and uh, and Jennifer, you are, you're that is that's you. You you are. I suppose it is. Yes. So introduce. Take a moment. Introduce yourself and tell us what you do. Sure. Well, uh, like Fred said, I, well, I'm Captain Jen Book and I'm based in uh, Charleston, South Carolina area, and I'm a, a certified powerboat instructor and a women's program lead for a safer boater. 
It's a local nonprofit here in Charleston and actually across the state of South Carolina now. Yep. And we focus on bringing boating safety, you know, to the water, getting people at the helm, getting them comfortable, and making boating an enjoyable experience. And, you know, what are we, number seven in the country as far as boat ownership? We are. We are way up. We are always in that top 10, 10 list year after year. And, I mean, I'm sure you all have seen it on the lakes. I mean, I've seen oh, yeah. it down here in Charleston yep. over the past few years. Man, those waters have gotten crazy. Yep. They have gotten crazy. But, you know, as crazy as they've gotten, if people just just give a little courtesy and show a little courtesy, man, everything works great. Mm-hmm. It really does. And having some idea what's going on around you. Right. And that's why, I mean, I, I haven't had a boating safety course because I've been boating for most of my life. Uh, probably had more of a boating safety thing by my granddaddy than anything, even though we we're on a two-and-a-half-acre pond, um, you know, don't stand up in the boat because it'll rock and turn over. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you know, just basic things, and you learn as you go along. But uh, for a lot of people out there listening today, you know, you've got your first boat. Maybe you've had it a year. Maybe you're going to pick it up. You know, with the with the pandemic, a lot of people got involved in fishing, boating, um, and you're just you know, you have the basic skills. You can turn it on, take it off the trailer run it around, put it back on the trailer, but you just, you know, just not settled enough and not sure when you're hit, coming at another boat head-on who's got the right-of-way. Mm-hmm. A boating safety course, Jennifer, would you say, is almost as important as having insurance, maybe more important? Yeah, and actually, Roger, a lot of people now, the insurance companies, some of them are making you take a boating safety course or be signed off by a captain Great. for insuring you. Yeah, things are definitely changing. I mean, I remember growing up, so I grew up actually in Connecticut, and I had to have a boating safety course. It was put into effect, and I remember my dad did not have to because he was grandfather, but my right. mom and I had to take it. I had a boating license before a driver's license. <laughs> uh, no, so that's like how far back boating safety, well, I mean, I've been on the water my whole life, but sure. my official boating safety was back to like even that young for me. And, uh, and, and that's why you enjoy it so much. I mean, we were talking. We were talking before we started this, and I mean, we've probably been on the. I mean, we've we've burned eight minutes of airtime, and we probably were talking for what twenty minutes, Taylor, mm-hmm. beforehand, just catching up and and talking about boating and and what you're doing. Um, Taylor, we've we've got about four minutes left in this segment. And I'm not going to cut you off. You hear the music, you know it. But talk about safer boater. Some of the courses you offer, and maybe get started into what people will learn, and then we can always. You know, tail it off and pick it up next segment. Sure. We've got a whole variety of courses for everyone from folks who have never been on a boat before. And trust me, I have, have had them in my classes. All right. Uh, you know, to folks that maybe just want to get more comfortable or maybe they have a spouse or a significant other or, or kids that they want to learn more about driving the boat. And okay. they might not want to teach them themselves or maybe the other folks don't want to be taught by them. Um, definitely seen that. Oh, yeah. But, uh, we have a combination of everything from a weekend-long U.S. Power Boating Certification course, which is half on the water and half in the classroom. Okay. And then we have skills-building courses where you're on your own boat. We've got some boat in U.S. courses, kind of short, you know, help you practice a specific skill. Okay. And we even have stuff aimed at children and women in particular. Those are my favorite classes to teach. Yeah, I see your pictures of your all-women's classes, and it looks like you're having fun. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah, those are definitely the most rewarding ones, in my opinion, at least. And, and I'm sure being a dad and trying to teach Taylor some things or trying to teach, I, I gave up on Debbie. I just, it was just, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's something about that dynamic of, of me trying to teach 
my wife or my daughter or something. I'm sure when when it's another lady and you're listening to her teach things, I bet that goes a whole lot better than having a guy up there trying to tell them what to do. I think so. I think it could be really empowering because, like, in my last class, we had nine ladies, and a couple of them were younger. One was in high school and one was in college. Um, I, I love the fact that they can see us doing it and know that you can, you know, it doesn't matter, girl, guy, whatever, sure, yeah. go out and, and do it. I mean, we were just talking, you know, we all were talking about fixing boats before we started the segment. And, yeah. You know, there's nothing to stop you. You know, you could do it just the same. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, what, um, you know, and you offer sailing course. I see you out there taking people sailing and all. Um, gosh, it's just, you're just having a ball out there. <laughs> we are, you know. You got to do something you enjoy and love, and that's what really our instructors were all captains, all have a long history of being on the water, and we want to share that with folks and get them excited and make them feel comfortable out there. I mean, you don't want to go in the water if you're you're nervous about something or you're not sure what's going on or how to respond, and you know, if something was to happen, or, you, know, you know, a hat or a person falls overboard, you know, sure. go back and get it back. Let's talk about that and show you and demonstrate it, oh. and then let you practice it. Oh, can I tell my hat story right quick? Sure. Real, oh, I hear your hat real yeah. quickly. Okay. So you you remember my flats boat? Yep. It it tucked up so nicely behind Horizon Seeker alongside. <laughs> I just looked like they were made to go together. Uh anyway, I was at Lake Murray, uh, Fourth of July weekend. I put my boat in, uh had to get in the water because I launched it myself, so I had to get in the water because my feet were wet, down at my knees. I got water on the seat. And it was just a bench seat, a uh, padded bench seat. And as I wheeled around and added some throttle, my hat, a gust of wind blew my hat off. I turned around, did not have the kill switch engaged. I turned around, leaned over the side to get my hat out of the water, and slid off that seat into the water. Reached with one hand, and the only thing I could grab hold of was the back side of my polling platform, which put me where? Right by that engine. Oh, it was spinning, wasn't it? It was spinning, and it wasn't spinning very much, but you talk about a horrible feeling, Jennifer. Oh, my God. Like, my heart is, like, beating right now. Oh. Yeah, I know you're okay, and yeah, oh. we're counting, but still. But, uh, you know, but and I thought, the thought flashed through my mind, you're an idiot, and whatever <laughs> happens now, you deserve. Uh, but I surfed kind of out, kept my body surfing kind of outside the motor. Uh, I had recessed trim taps. I found that with my foot, pushed up, pulled on the polling platform, got back in the boat. But let me tell you what, folks, that is a scary feeling. And when they decided to make that kill switch hookup mandatory, I cheered because uh-huh. it could happen that fast. We can. Did you all see the other day? There's a story uh, just literally a couple days ago, Charleston Harbor. Um, yeah. Uh, dog, yes. dog on the boat and, yep. and was able to swim to shore, but, like, Right there, yeah, another yeah. example. You that see it all the it. time, unfortunately. All the time. All right, yeah, folks. Kill switch is on. Yeah. <laughs> all right, folks, y'all hang on. We'll be back with more Woods and Water South Carolina on the other side and Boating Safety Week. I didn't, even, I didn't even think about when I did the, the music. Smooth. Let's name the song Smooth. Carlos Santana. And that's what you want to be on the water. You want to be smooth. 
mm-hmm. you know, from from backing down the ramp, putting the boat in to running around the lake or the coastal waters or offshore and then back on the ramp, back on the trailer and out the parking lot. You just wanted to run smooth. Uh, got a got a thank Jennifer McQuicken for being here uh, to talk about safe boating. Uh, if you want to follow along, I mean, if you not follow along, but if you want more information, saferboater.org, S-A-F-E-R-B-O-A-T-E-R.org is where you want to go. Um, all your resources are there. You can also Google, you know, Safe Boating Week. It'll bring you up, give you some resources, some things to think about, objectives and all. So Jennifer, I'm going to, I'm kind of going to step back on this one and let you run with it, but, you know, when, when somebody comes in and he just bought a new boat or maybe it's a lady, a, a lady who wants to take your lady's class because her husband's got a boat and she wants to be able to do it all, take us through a course and, and some of the things you're going to hit on. Sure thing. You know, that, like we had mentioned before, you know, the women's courses are truly what I enjoy most about um, teaching and being on the water. So I actually have a partner in this, Captain Tanya Dowdy. She's here in Charleston as well, so we are co-instructors. So you not only get me, huh? my smile and happy face, <laughs> but you get my shorter partner and counterpart, Tanya. Um, and, you know, we're not afraid. We're, we'll sit there and in class, you know, as we go through things, we totally own up that we have done it or we know someone that has done it. I'll tell you what. We talk about things like pre-departure, what do you need to do? And we always talk about the drain plugs. And, you know, the other day, I did it for the first time. Over 40 years, did not put, I finally put a boat in on a trailer without the drain plug in. Luckily caught it before I even got off the trailer. But, you know, we're going to sit there. We're going to tell you, you know, the, both the, the book learning and then also the practical, what what is it really like in real life out, right. out there um, on a boat or on the water? And, Truly, we you know, we start from the basics. Okay. Um, it's you know about half classroom, half on the water, and I mean we go through the boat itself. You know the hull, like what are the different parts called? Why do we even have them? The engine, the onboard systems. What do they all do? Why are they important to us? What happens? You know, what's something to look for that maybe it's not working? I mean, you sit there and you watch the folks back the trailer down. You know, they got the boat on it. They turn the key and it doesn't start. Right. And there are a bunch of things you know that you might be wrong. It might not be in neutral. Your kill, kill switch might kill not switch. Exactly. <laughs> if, if you have a new boat, that kill switch is very, very uh, stiff and springy. And just sometimes when you just hook it onto your belt and turn a certain way, it'll pull it off. It does. And yeah, I actually make sure when I'm docking, I do take it off for docking because I do not want to inadvertently uh, shut off my engine. You know, the, the priming bulb, um, is the battery switch on? So we walk through everything like that. Like, let's, let's start, like, really, truly from the beginning. Yeah. And then we build on that knowledge. So we'll teach something in class, and then we'll go on the water to practice it. So we have slow speed maneuvering and, and turning and minimum control speed. You know, here in Charleston, we have all of those turns in the wind. Right. And so your slowest speed you can go and maintain control of the boat can be very different depending on what the tide is doing. So we go out and we, we show that to the students and then everyone gets to practice. They take turns at the helm, you know, turning the boat at slow speeds, um, navigating it you know, through the rivers and through the harbor. Yeah. And then we'll go through things um, like the rules out there. You know, there are a lot of boats, as we mentioned, out there. Some are right. sailboats, some are powerboats, who is the right away, who has to do what. So, it, we'll show it while we're out there. You know, we practice. You know, here we are. Look at that boat on your right. Do they have the right of way or not? Right. So we get back to the classroom and the diagrams we went through. And how do you know they have the right of way? We, we give them tips and tricks like, you know, like the nav lights, the green. That, you know, 
Yeah. Yeah. Red, you know, stop and go. Right. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's yeah, exactly right. right. You see, what, you know, what color you see and what you have to do, and um, you know, sailboats. Uh, we have race week here in Charleston. You know, back in April, and there are a couple hundred sailboats suddenly at the harbor. Well, if they've got their sail up, they pretty much have the right of way. Yeah. Just assume their engines off. Right. I mean, they might still be running. We, I'm a sailor too, so I will admit sometimes my sail is up and my engine is still on. <laughs> 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 but yeah, even with that, it's still harder to move a sailboat with the sail up. So. Yeah. But yet, you know, when that sail is down and that engine's on, I power boat rules then. Right. And, you and think about all that. And, and folks, if you don't have, if you haven't taken a course like this to know. Then when you run into it, you're out there scratching your head, going, "What do I do? What do, I do? Yep. What do I do?" And 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 let me tell you, half the time you're gonna get it wrong. You know, <laughs> it's a flip of a coin whether when somebody's approaching you on your right hand side, if you're gonna realize they have the right of way. Mm-hmm. And you know? then you have to think about, do they even know they have the right of way? Right. Or do they know that you have the right of way? So like you have to think about that too. Yeah. Yeah, situational awareness. If they're not turning, I sure hope that you're going to give way. And not, uh, you know, yeah. courteous. I have the right of way. I'm going to hit him. If it's, you know, <laughs> you think yeah. get out of the way, I'm going to hit him. Uh, that turns into a good day for no one. Nobody. That's exactly right. Um, you know, one thing that we did, or I did before I ever, ever, ever tried to put my boat in the water is trailer maneuvering. That is that so is important. Good. It is the whole boat ramp etiquette. The boat ramps down. It. I know in Charleston, I'm sure other places along the ah. coast as well. And are, every every busier. lake, yeah. Yeah, more boats, more people on the water, which is awesome because it's such a wonderful escape for you and your family and activities. But the boat ramp etiquette, being there and knowing how to put your boat in before you get there. Uh, practicing in a parking lot, using cones, or taking – we've got some trailing courses, too, that we offer through Safer Motor where we actually go out and we help you practice and learn how to do that. That is that is important, folks. Because you don't, you don't want to be that person that has backed down the ramp and you're sitting there scratching Jack your head like, how do I, how do I get it off? Yep. Like – <laughs> or yeah, why why am I crooked? Yeah. Or why am I yeah. off to like off the ramp on one side? What's like, that awful what's that awful scraping sound underneath oh the right side no. wheel? <laughs> oh, that's so bad. I did that last year. You did do that Lake at Murray. Lake Murray and it scared me to death. Yeah. I mean it's nighttime. Yeah, early morning mm-hmm. before daylight, I'm putting the boat in the water and the and the left hand tire just it, I just got too close to the edge, it dropped off on the concrete. This is not fun. That's, yeah. a, that's an awful sound, folks. But but if you do it long enough, you're going to do something like that. Mm-hmm. The question is, how do you recover? Exactly, and, and being more comfortable, you're you're going to be there, and it's the middle of summer, Memorial Day weekend coming up. Yeah, you don't want that want that to be the first time you're trying to put your boat in, because then you're going to feel the pressure too, because all these people are staring at you. And all these <laughs> yeah. That's right. And you're sideways on, on the ramp and not helping anyone, and just getting more frustrated with yourself or you know, whoever you're there with. Yep, that's it. Uh, got about, I don't know, got about three minutes left. Uh, safer boat, safe boating week. What, uh, what's the objective of safe boating week? Really bringing awareness. It's kind of the unofficial start of boating season. I mean, yeah, down here, down south, obviously I use my boat year round, but other parts of the country, uh, you know, boating is just getting started, season kickoff. So you might be a little rusty. Maybe you haven't taken it out as much in the winter. So it's a great time to, you know, go through your boat, you know, go over everything, do a little refresher. Uh, make sure you're ready to go um, that first day on the water. 
And, you know, there's so much to it. I mean, it's not just the boat. It's the trailer. Your lights work. Uh, do you have rust spots that you need to check into? How your bumpers and all? Yeah, I mean it's just it's a it's a lot to it, and uh, it can be overwhelming if you don't sit down, think it through, and then do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's you don't want to show up at the ramp and be missing something. Mm-hmm. No, or you don't want to be sitting there loading your cooler at the ramp either, because that that will get people might be a little more <laughs> forgiving if you have it back down a few times before, yep. but they're not going to be so forgiving when you're like loading up your gear and <laughs> you know, taking a long time there. Yep, that's that's what those little out of the way lanes are for. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, Memorial Day weekend, Taylor. There's some DNR's gonna be holding some boat inspections. Um, a couple places are like Greenwood State Park, uh, Dorn Landing, Lake Murray Dam, places like that from 10 a.m. to noon. And they're just gonna be looking for life jackets. If you got your kill switch, if you know things like that, fire extinguisher, fire extinguisher. And Make are- sure that you are cooperating with them. And if there's something you don't have, go get it. Yeah, and these are courtesy ones. They're going to find you for not having it. They're going to, going to make a thing and say, hey, look, you know, this is what you need to work on. You got a torn life jacket. Need to replace that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a good time to meet the people that are out there on the water trying to make sure everybody has a good time without getting hurt. Right, Jennifer? It is. It's very educational. I actually do one myself every year uh, on my boat. I've got the U.S. Coast Guard Auxiliary here in Charleston does it. They come out to my house since my boat's on the trailer, and we go through the whole thing. And uh, a couple of years ago, my stern light wasn't working. I hadn't used the boat in a little while, and right. you know, we caught that. And, you know, I didn't pass my check, but I was able to go buy my light, and they came back the next week and signed mm-hmm. me off. <laughs> there you go. I fully support it, yep. Fully support it. <laughs> Got about a minute left in this one. Talk about saferboater.org and how people find it and how they get involved. Yeah, um, check out saferboater.org. We've got all of our classes listed there. A whole full schedule of women, regular classes, as well as on uh, camps for children this summer will be our first year offering that. We have some free resources, too, though. Pre-departure checklists where you talk about, like, putting the plug in. It's a whole bunch of things to just keep in mind before you uh, leave the dock or even get to the boat ramp. And then uh, we also have a float plan there. If you're going out, especially if we're going offshore, let someone know where you're going, mm-hmm. who you're going to be with, and when you're going to be home. So they can call for help if you don't show up. Jennifer, man, it's been too long since we got together and talked, and we're going to have to make sure we do this more often. I think we're going to have to make this more regular. I like it. I yeah, think we are. All. Yeah, yeah, we are. Uh, but, yeah, saferboater.org is where you Jennifer McCookin, thank you for doing this. Great to hear and talk to you again. Uh, y'all hang on. We're going to take a break. More Woods and Water South Carolina on the other side. Welcome back to Woods and Water South Carolina final segment for today. Appreciate Jennifer. Uh... <coughs> Ow. You're dying. Hey, I'm dying. I've had this call for like six weeks now. And it scares crap out of me it, when you start It comes golfing. and goes. Like it'll be here for a few days and it leaves for a week. And it comes back around. I don't know. Probably need to go to the doctor. Whenever he coughs, it's like. I mean, that gump. I cough like my I cough like my mom sweeps. You remember when Grandma used to sweep? Um, she sweeps like she's trying to exercise the devil. 
Oh, Lord. <laughs> That's how I was taught to cough. Cough and get it up. Yeah, but it's like, well, that's the first thing you hear in the morning. Oh, boy. I am sitting up in my bed like, who just croaked? Well, one more uh, one more little bit on boating safety, like, before you even get to the water. It's what we do when we're here in the yard hooking up our boat to go. Uh, you know, connect the tie downs, the winch strap, safety chain the vessel. And what do we do when we leave hit the den in the driveway? Stop, check it again. You want to make sure those straps on the back have some leeway, but they're tight enough. Always make sure your lights are running on your trailer. Check your trailer tires. I mean, doesn't matter if it's been sitting in the yard for a while or if you just use it the other day. Just make sure you don't want to get halfway there and pops off for you to get a flat tire or something like that. And Just make sure everything's connected. Just one more time, double check. Make sure you don't <clears throat> leave your phone <laughs> on the deck. Yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. Or Dad. the live or the, the uh, bilge. <laughs> Open. Um, yes, I'm guilty of that. But yeah, yeah, you are. We always stop. We we hook it up in the yard, but at the end of the driveway, it's always just a stop, and just I'll walk around or Taylor do a walk around just to make sure everything looks okay before you hit the road. Also, there's a make, video out there of a trailer disconnected from a truck the other oh, day going the, down the road and, and hits in the, the inner. Yeah, it gets in the mm-hmm. median. The boat launches off the trailer. Yep, that is something you just don't want to see. Don't want to be a part of that. Another thing you don't want to see is your motor not strapped in right. If you got a motor mate, check it, double check it, triple check it, make sure it's everything is locked in. I know our motor mate when it's locked in, it pops. Yep. And I like the motor off, mate better over over all the others because it connects. Yeah. It, some of them that connect to the trailer I don't like because there's a lot of flex between the trailer and the boat sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I, I just I like the motor mate because it's from the motor mount to the motor on mm-hmm. the boat. There's no no th- you know no room for it to get out of whack. So whatever you have as you connect your motor to your boat when you're traveling, but just make sure it's tight. Just yeah, before you ever pull out on the road. Yep, preparing to leave. Yep. Make sure ex- check for excessive rust on axles and leaf springs. That's <laughs> that's uh scout. Yeah, we gotta that mm. that uh. <laughs> That trailer's going to have to get redone. Yeah. It's got a lot of corrosion and rust on it. Uh, check the rollers and bunks, lug nuts, tire pressure, grease hubs. Mm-hmm. Make sure all your lights and brakes work perfectly and put the engine in the raised position to secure it. You know, this has saved me from going down the road with the uh, the um, winch down, too. Oh, that is true. Yes. And another so. thing to remember before you leave, whether you're going in the morning or early before sunup or... If you're planning on staying past sunset, make sure you have your running lights with you. Yep. Don't forget, don't take them out the boat. Keep them in the boat. And when you get there, make sure to put them on. Yep. It's a big safety thing. Absolutely. Well, we've got a calendar of events, a few things for you to maybe find some time to go and participate in. Or or maybe it just says, hey, well, maybe it's maybe I need to find something like that to do. I can't do it this weekend or next week. We always have a calendar, or try to always have a calendar. It's not sometimes it's not much, sometimes it's a lot. <laughs> it's just a place for you to get started. There's a lot more out there. Um, go ahead. How many? How many do you have? I two? only have two. I got three. Okay. So there's a family fishing clinic coming up Saturday, May 28th, from 10 to 1 at the um, Emanuel. Let's see. It says event by South Carolina Department of Natural Resources, 3225 Emanuel Church Road, Lexington. Open to anyone on or off Facebook. 
and uh, you can register for this. Does it cost anything? And they'll uh, they teach you how to fish. You know how to get started. How to how to take the line off the reel and thread it through the rod and tie on a hook, put on a cork, split shot, cast, bait a hook. Just the basics. Just the basics. Everybody's got to start somewhere. Everybody got to start somewhere. I started paddling. I wasn't allowed to fish. Go ahead. <laughs> um, Second Baptist Church in Lancaster, South Carolina, is putting on their sportsman's banquet. Um, they have it's a two day thing. So one was last night, and one is tonight on May twenty first. They are going to say they're going to have a speaker. Tickets. I don't doesn't give any more information. I yeah. guess you can go to Somebody's the Second Baptist Church website. See if you can still get in. Yep. So some of the stuff we tried to get to last week just didn't have time. No, oh, it was a mess last week. Yeah. Um, kayak Inshore Circuit. This is an open water event, South Carolina, North Carolina waters only. May the 29th, two fish limit, uh, two fish aggregate, two different species, redfish, trout, or flounder. Launch time 6.30, lines in 7, lines out 3, submission deadline 4 o'clock. And there is a Facebook Live captain's meeting on Thursday, May 26th at 7 p.m. And, uh, geez, Louise, I, I get better about this stuff because this doesn't give me any contact information. <laughs> it's a nice flyer, but there's no contact. I no, guess Kayak Inshore Circuit is where you want to go. Okay. And there's no, uh, the address that's printed out here is just no. SC Content All. Who knows? Kayak Inshore Circuit. I, I'm going to make a point and do better on this. I get these nice flyers <laughs> in press releases, and I print the flyer off, and there doesn't have anything on it. Next. Charleston Harbor Marina is putting on a fun tournament, and it's 34 days, and you can pick two of the 34 days to fish. And it's the camo tournament, which is Carolina Ahi, Mahi, and I always butcher this one. Yes. It's, uh, is it all? Uh, uh, <laughs> What? Oh no? Uh, is it Ono or Ono? Ono. Ono? Carolina Ahi Mahi Ono Classic. Okay. So it's May 20th <laughs> through June 22nd. You can fish two of the 34 days. Uh, winners are determined by the combined weight of the harvest. Uh, weigh in same day or next morning. There's a luau party and captain's meeting on Sunday, May 15th, which is already uh, passed. already passed. And sign-ups, I've already passed you. But maybe you can get in. <laughs> maybe not. Jeez, Louise, who did the calendar this week? This is awful. <laughs> this is, give me that. <laughs> we had we had guests the past two weeks. Yeah, what we had so we much guests? calendar stuff. Yes. Thought we had it organized better than that. And finally, free fishing day is coming up Memorial Day, May the 31st here in South Carolina. It's for residents only in freshwater only. So, today you can just take a friend fishing without it costing anything. Mm-hmm. Go check that farm pond out. We'll keep it up with the freshwater trend. Yes. We're going to move from the coast up to the mountains. Or, well, Oconee County. Yeah. Um, Visit Oconee put out a little reminder for people that are wanting to go out and visit the waterfalls. Because it's time for people to get out, start hiking before it gets too, too hot. I mean, it's already pretty humid, but it's still pretty early. It's not midsummer, so everybody's wanting to get out. 
Um, just a couple of reminders. Stay on the marked trails when you're on state park grounds or, I mean, anywhere you go. Triple Falls. St- don't, don't. Especially in the summertime. Once you get off the trail in the summertime, our woods are very, very dense. You might not find that trail again. That is true. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to take away from what you're saying, but especially in the summertime. And but yeah, you can you know if a snake's on the trail, you can see him. If he's off in the bushes somewhere, yeah, I can see him. Also, watch out for them falling out of trees. It has been known to happen. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. That was a big old black snake. That was a really big black snake. I was not, what I was, was that? I was not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. That's happened way too many times, way too close to me. Um, also, I know it's hard sometimes because sometimes observation points and places like that can be crowded, but it's, they've marked off those observation points because it's the safest place for you to see a waterfall. Without you slipping and falling. And I know. Happens I know every year. Triple Falls, we used to go out on these rocks to look at the waterfall. Last they time we had it, them roped off now. Them roped off now. Well, they do that for a reason. And I know it can get aggravating. but um, And that kind of goes along with this next one is watch for slick rocks. Because that is a really big thing. We talk about that a lot when we go fly fishing. <laughs> Yeah, you always want to. You're standing all over them. Yeah, you always want to kind of <laughs> make sure that you're you got good food, good footing. The same goes for when you go see those waterfalls. Um, don't swim or wade upstream of waterfalls. Not smart. No, not smart. <laughs> I don't think you want to go for that ride. No. Um, don't jump off waterfalls or dive into pools. Yeah, you don't know how deep they are. Exactly. You don't know how or deep what, they are. Or what kind of debris is laying in those mm-hmm. pools that's come over the waterfall and yep. torrential rains and floods and all. Yep. And snakes, too. I'm going to keep bringing up snakes because that's just... Ugh. What is it with you? I don't like snakes. We were supposed to do some snake stuff today. Oh. Yeah, but we ain't going to have time to. Oh, well. Sorry. Um, watch your pets or snakes. Just kidding. <laughs> um, and just be careful climbing on rocks and over roots when you're hiking. There you go. And the last thing for this day probably will be the alligator lottery applications are now available. As of May the 1st, we're a little late on this. Now through June the uh, 15th, drawing will be at 5 o'clock that day. A $10 non-refundable application fee is required to apply. A randomized computer drawing based on preference point system um, will determine the selection of hunters. This year's public alligator season will begin at 12 p.m. noon on September the 10th and run until 12 p.m. noon on October the 8th. Again, the deadline to apply is 5 p.m. on June the 15th. Tag fees, if selected, are $100. Additional fees apply to non-resident hunters. Applicants will be notified by email selection services status. Applicants can only apply and pay fees online or at one of the walk-up counters at the DNR Regional Office in Clemson, Florence, Columbia, Aner, or Charleston. And by law, the fees collected are used to support the Alligator Management Program research and management activities and for conservation of the American alligator in South Carolina. And they're closely monitored by Department of Natural Resources and the, uh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Maybe, blah, blah, maybe blah. four points is the trick this year. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. I want a lizard. A lizard. That's a yeah, big lizard. Yeah, a big lizard. All right. Thanks for tuning in. As always, make time to get out there. Take the back roads when you can. Don't forget that camera. We see you back here next week with more Woods and Water, South Carolina. Me from yes, I'm gone to Carolina in my mind.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.